Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidil mursalin. Ve ala alihi ve sahabihi ecma'in. Subhaneke la ilmenena illa ma allamtena inneke entel alimul hakim. Subhaneke la fahmenena illa ma fahamtena inneke entel cevval karim. Kur Rabbi zilni elma. Almin a'udhu bin hamzata şeyatin ve a'udhu bi rabbi an yahdurun. Alm alimlema yanfa'na bi muanfa'na bi ma allamtena ve zilna bi fadlika ve karimaka ilman ve amela. Ama ba'd. So just recently I've sent out a two-minute podcast uh, with the saying La karama kal istiqama that there's no karama, there's no miracle like istiqama istiqama, steadfastness, consistency in deen consistency on the observance of taqwa which we were struggling all this month to try and acquire higher levels of May Allah subhanahu wa give us all tawfiq and give us that great karama of istiqama so there's a hadith, or moreover, a part of a hadith that probably you're all familiar with that I'd just like to bring to our attention, and it's directly correlating with that first saying, la karamaka al-istiqama. And that is lisa'imi farhatan. For the fasting person, there are two very joyous occasions. One is when he breaks his fast daily, or when he breaks his fast totally at the end of the month of Ramadan, in the days of Eid. And uh, the second um, joyous occasion, and most joyous occasion, for that person who actually observed fasting properly and attained all the benefits of Ramadan, lived a life of taqwa, so the greatest and most joyous occasion for him will be when he meets his Lord. Subhanallah. So, some of our ulama have uh, looked a bit deeper into the meaning of that hadith and said, well, it's not just about breaking of the fast daily and at the month, but actually, if we look at the main objective of fasting and the objectives of Ramadan, which is to acquire taqwa, to live a life of taqwa, so if we're very fortunate to actually look at the entire lifespan as the month of Ramadan, it's, it's to live a life of taqwa, in the entirety of life, to abstain from all the muftirat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure, you know, all the things that would de- detract us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. And so, if we look at it like that, then we'll, we'll look at the entire lifespan as the month of Ramadan. And so, the, the iftar, at the iftar of a life on the pattern of Ramadan will actually be at the time of death. So when we leave this world, that will actually be the time of iftar, and that will be the most joyous occasion of all, eternal, continuous joyousness forever and ever and ever. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. So if we look into Ramadan and try and sort of understand functionally what was happening, why did we find ourselves reaching higher levels of spirituality, we find ourselves more inclined towards a life of taqwa than we would outside of Ramadan. So there's some very specific things that are happening in Ramadan. Number one, we're fasting. And so fasting, we are physically fasting. We are abstaining from food and drink and sexual desires for the entirety of the day. Now, in, in, in bringing about this constriction of the stomach, it also brings about a constriction of the nafs. And constriction of the nafs will give us a better ability to control our nafs. 
And control of nafs is actually the key to all khairat and living a life of taqwa because it's about, you know, getting control of our nafs, fighting shaitan, and moving ahead, you know, on the path of taqwa. So, remaining hungry and thirsty during the days of Ramadan is giving us that control of nafs, which is facilitating our, you know, uh, controlling ourselves so that we don't do wrong. And at the same time, it's also giving us the ability, on the other side of the coin, it's it's facilitating us to spend more time and be more engaged and find more pleasure in acts of obedience, in acts of worship, in, in good, righteous actions from whatever you know type that they might be. So, we're abstaining from fuel, and so we are bringing control to the nafs, which is controlling our engagement in masi, in wrongdoing, which is also having the added impact of facilitating us to engage in more righteous action. Okay, the second thing that's happening in Ramadan is we generally, and everybody experiences this, that we all tend to you know, increase in our ibadat, in our acts of ritual worship. And even in our acts of kindness and generosity, this all starts to flow naturally, you know, through the, you know, uh, through the barakat of this of this of this most blessed month. So we find ourselves more inclined towards, you know, righteous uh, righteous action. We find ourselves more inclined for ibadat, for recitation of Quran, for increased salat, and. Uh, the, 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 the state of Salat, Khushu and Khudur in the Salat, we find that more easily coming uh, to engage in dhikr, in dua, long dua, crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more Khushu and more Khudu and all of these activities, it just kind of naturally sort of, you know, increases in, in Ramadan. The third thing that's happening is, is that we generally are exposed to much better environment. You know, generally, you know, we, we're, we're, we're more involved in the masjid, we're more involved in durus, halakat, you know, connecting with, with the, the connected people, disconnecting with the disconnected people, as it were. And uh, even though in this particular month, in this particular year, unprecedented, you know, situations, uh, we find ourselves mahroom, we find ourselves, you know, unable to go to masjids, uh, we find ourselves cut off from, from so many things, you know, physically, the masjid, the rules, perhaps, you know, the, the companionship of, of pious people, ulama scholars, and, and, and the like. But fortunately, alhamdulillah, we've found an alternative, you know, virtually, you know, online. There's, mashallah, there's, there's been so many wonderful programs. There's been so many opportunities. It's, it's, all, it's, 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 also, it's, it's as though we're able to create a masjid-like environment in our homes. You know, of course, there's no substitute for physical and real but at the same time, alhamdulillah, um, perhaps one of the silver linings, and I see many in this whole situation of this uh, coronavirus thing, that people are going to be spending probably more time in durus and more time in, in righteous activity because they're, they're just not able to do other things, you know, because of the fact that we can't go out or because we can't, we can't engage in other things which are perhaps useless or detrimental. 
So anyway, the environment has also played a major role in boosting our spirituality and boosting you know, our levels of taqwa and Allah consciousness, basically. Um, then, of course, you know, Ramadan itself has its own special barakat, its own special khairat, its own special nafahat and futuhat, which we find peculiarly in Ramadan. We won't find it in other months. But... Uh, the doors of special tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those doors are always, are always there. They're always ready to open if one knocks and if one knows how to knock. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us all tawfiq to be those lucky people. So the special barakat and nafahat of Ramadan, that is also, it has you know, a great influence and impact. We also have uh, a lot more support you know, from even our families and our friends and you know, the support from the masjid and communities. And, and everybody is is more in a spiritual mode, basically. So we, we you know, ta'awun ala al-birri wa taqwa, it becomes, you know, much more and enhanced you know, during the month of Ramadan. Now, the problem is, and this is the, this is the main thing that I want to address here, is that, okay, this is going on, you know, in Ramadan. We feel, we feel our spirituality, you know, gaining and growing every day. And... Um, so then, now, today, I mean, we're in the very last moments of Ramadan, very likely tonight will be the, the sighting of the moon. And so generally what happens is that right to the very last moments of this blessed month of Ramadan, we are, you know, increasing in khushu and khudur and tadarru amam Allah. And then usually people right at the very last moments... People are engaged in du'a and we're crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, accept our a'mal, you know, accept our lives and give us istiqamah, give us tawfiq to live a life like that. And then the moon is sighted, adhan is called, we break our fast. And have you noticed when you break your fast what happens to that, that level of spirituality? So if we had been breaking our fast according to sunnah, we would have found a seamless transition from the fasting mode into a eating and drinking mode, a seamless trans- transition, you know, lightly, gently, and lovingly from that fasting state into a digestive state, if we follow the sunnah of Nabi Salaam, with a few dates, and then thereafter a very moderate, you know, um, meal, perhaps after Maghrib and Adhkar and Awrad, etc., and that would have increased us probably in tawfiq and, and, and uh, physical energy, in fact, you know, to have even, uh, uh, to further perpetuate, you know, those good actions in our night activities. You know, now, if we didn't observe those etiquettes and we just, you know, bombarded our systems, you know, with what people usually bombard them with, with these things that people, you know, usually break their fast on, a lot of fried stuff and greasy you know, salty, sweet, a lot of sugar, etc., etc., and then heavy meals, and then heavy sahur, and it just defeats the whole purpose. So we spend the whole day, and then we ruin it at night when we break our fast and, you know, have our sahur. And uh, then it goes into a much more, a much more amplified situation when the whole month is over, and we enter into the days of Eid. You know, people, you know, break their fast, and it's generally... You know, like Nafs is saying, hey, 30, 30 days of, of prison, and now I'm out. So let's just go for it, you know. And so it's just out of control at large. And so, so it's, just, it's just devastation. It's just a disaster. So 
30 days of hard work and a lot of time and effort was, was put into, into a process to develop a higher level of spirituality, a higher level of taqwa. And then within hours, perhaps, if not in a matter of a day or two, we find that whole, you know, spiritual kefiat, that whole spiritual, you know, feeling and condition. We find it just, you know, just like a 747 with the two engines, you know, out of commission, just nosedive. And this is something that, you know, we hear again and again, and Milo Savant to protect us. Along with that, don't, don't forget, now, those real, you know, really, really serious shayateen that were bound up during Ramadan, they're out again, so they're, you know, on their job, and they're trying to create as much mischief as possible, make up for lost time, in fact. And so we find that within a few days, if not a few hours, perhaps in a few minutes, we have lost all that ground that we worked hard and struggled for for the past 30 days. I mean, that is a huge chasada. That is a huge, huge loss. So can we prevent that loss? Can we minimize the collateral damage? Can we continue through the rest of the year like we have we have been, you know, been, 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 been carrying ourselves and conducting ourselves in Ramadan, it's possible. Our ancestors, in fact, that's what they used to do. They used to see Ramadan as a servicing and a reconditioning, a detoxing, a refurbishing, you know, uh, a re-energizing, and then straight ahead for the rest of the year on that pattern, continuing to, you know, maintain those levels and, in fact, you know, increase in those levels. And ultimately, the next Ramadan would come and then the process, you know, rinse and repeat, you know, again and take it to higher levels and go on and on. And then every year would take them to higher levels until the final iftar and the final Eid, you know, the day of meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So can we follow in that pattern? Is it possible for us? Absolutely. Absolutely, with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can do that. So let's go back to those four areas and see, you know, where we slipped and where we can perhaps, you know, uh, you know, change our course. So, as I said, let's be very, very vigilant now. These are the last hours. Now, for us here in Pakistan, these are like a few hours, and most likely we'll be seeing the, the, uh, the halal of shawal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakat in that as well, you know, and... And so now, with this, you know, vigilance, that okay, we're going to break our fast, those special blessings of Ramadan now are detracted, those special shayateen were bound up, they weren't able to get at us like they usually were, now again they're out, again they're going to be after us, the nafs is going to go into full turyan, it's going to, you know, it's just going to go into full combat mode, it's going to just try and get us out there in the markets, eating and drinking and looking where we shouldn't and listening where we shouldn't and, 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 and. And it just wants to bring us, you know, into total destruction, you know, because that's what nafs wants. Nafs wants to enjoy itself regardless of the consequences. So, vigilance, vigilance, vigilance. So, like, we're making dua, oh Allah, keep me vigilant, you know. When this, when this moon is sighted and when this month the barakat and the khairat and nafat of this month is, is closed, keep, with, keep me in that special tawfiq, you know. Keep me, you know, under your special riyad and your special tawfiq and keep me consistent, you know, on these practices and on these, you know, good habits that, that I was practicing during the month. Okay? So when we break our, our fast, be careful 
the quality, the quantity, and just as I have mentioned, you know, in, in other presentations, you know, breaking the fast and then the quantity and the quality of good nutritional value, feeding ourselves, you know, fuel for amala saliha. So continue that pattern. During the days of Eid, let's be careful about what we eat and how much we eat. Keep on that pattern. Of course, we're going to enjoy. There's a celebration for the tawfiq that Allah gave us, a sense of gratitude. But let's keep ourselves within the bounds. Keep ourselves within the framework, you know, of general abstinence, moderation, you know. Don't go overboard, you know. And similarly, people tend to get loose. They, they relax, you know. And they, they, they tend to let their nafs take them away. So we were guarding perhaps at a higher level, you know, our ears and our eyes and our tongues, you know, because of the blessings of Ramadan, because we kept on hearing, you know, be careful, be careful, be careful, protect yourselves. So we're not going to be hearing that. We're going to be, you know, seeing people want to, re, you know, they go into party mode, they go into rejoicing mode. And so this is, you know, this is a situation which is dangerous, you know. If we're not vigilant, we can, you know, lose ground. I mean, to build iman, to build taqwa, to build that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 30 days of hard work, it can be destroyed in 3 seconds. You know, 30, 30 seconds, 30 minutes, you know, a moment actually of, you know, disobedience is sufficient to destroy all of that ground that, you know, it took us so long, you know, to, to, to cover May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and all of us you know, so, uh, protection and hifadat, tawfiq. So that's my first recommendation. Be very vigilant and let's be very careful how we spend our Eid days. And by the way, Eid night is generally understood by people as a night of just let loose, go out on the town, you know, go out into the markets, buy stuff, eat, drink, make merry. Kalla. That is not the advice of our Rasul and our pious ancestors, they understood very clearly that this is a night of gratitude. This is a night of shukr. This is a night of tadarwa. This is a night of beseeching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's acceptance. We put in all of that effort. We don't know. Is it accepted? Is it rejected? So these last moments, this, this, this night of Eid is also a very mubarak night for those who take advantage, or those who are muafaq. So, this is a night of du'a, this is a night of ibadah. In the meaning of a hadith, the person who spends this night, you know, alivens this night in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his heart will remain alive the day that the hearts die. Yani, the day when the hearts die of fright and fear on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect those, the hearts of those people who spent th these Eid nights in ibadah and tawajjah illallah, against, you know, the general norm. So, this very night of, of, of Eid, let it be a night of sincere gratitude, a sincere night of tadarro that, oh Allah, accept our, you know, our, yani, badat al-muzjat, you know, our, our commodity which was, you know, deficient, it was blemished, you know, it definitely wasn't up to the level and into the standard that, you know, was required from us. Far from it. So Allah SWT, in spite of that with your generosity, accept whatever we presented to you. And give us tawfiq to continue our life on this pattern for the rest of the year. This is what this night is about. May Allah SWT give us all tawfiq. So if we'll spend this night in this particular way, in the way the Nabi Wasallam told us, inshallah that will have a huge impact on saving us, inshallah, 
from spoiling ourselves in, in these days of Eid to come. So if we'll, you know, condition ourselves this night, a conditioning of discipline, a conditioning of tadarru, a conditioning of tawajju ilallah. So can, we will, you know, spend, inshallah, with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we'll spend these days of Eid in uh, gratitude, you know, in happiness with our family and happiness with those whom we meet, but in a humble and gracious uh, uh, gratitude which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you to see his ni'mat manifest on his slaves. So we will we will express this ni'mat of having gone through the month of Ramadan and we are celebrating that as, as a gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we remain, you know, appropriately, you know, rejoicing in that context. So at the same time, in the days of Eid, just as we had been reciting Quran, we had been practicing adhkar, we had been practicing dua, we have been, you know, um, consistent in these particular forms of ibadat in Ramadan in the days of Eid as well, albeit perhaps not to that level, but let us keep our schedule going. Yes, we will meet with our friends and our relatives and we will, you know, rejoice and all that, but we will not, you know, we will not... Um, destroy the program and the system that we had developed during the month of Ramadan. You know, our nawafil, our sa'ad with khushu and khudu, our recitation of Quran and other ibadat that we had become habitual in the month of Ramadan will continue that at a pace which is moderately doable. You know, some, we're not going to, we may not be able to keep it up to the extent that we were doing in Ramadan, but we don't want to leave it altogether. You know, as it's said, you know, and yeah, as it said that uh, what a wretched people they don't know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except in Ramadan so we continue those righteous practices at a pace that we can be consistent with continuously slowly building on that you know not too much that we're not going to be able to um, to continue with the consistency and we don't give up those practices altogether we continue those practices moderately that we can continue inshallah uh, looking at our schedules and looking at our own peculiar um, roles in life and, 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 our, and, our, and our daily and nightly schedules and blend those ibadat into our, our system. Okay? Abilai tawfiq. Environment. Again, so we're going to get back into our jobs, inshallah, hopefully, I think in many places, normal uh, normalization is starting to to kick in again and people are going back to work people are getting back into their routines so let us go back into our old routine with the new routine in other words go back to our you know our jobs and our occupations and the various roles in life with the new tartib of adding these ibadats and with the framework that we had developed in Ramadan incorporated into our daily and nightly schedules right okay and environment, you know, masjids. Inshallah, our masjids are, are going to be open in some of the places. Our masjids are open. And so, connection with the masjid, connection with the activities of the masjid, and basically connect with the connected. So, I say connect with the people who are connected. The people who are connected with Allah, they are connected with deen, get connected with them, keep connected with them. Those who are disconnected from deen, disconnected from masjid, disconnected from, you know, a life of taqwa, as far as possible, 
disconnect with them. And I'm not talking about cutting off relationships and cutting off, you know, relatives and, and, and colleagues and, and, and so forth. But, you know, we don't want to interact more than what is, you know, socially expected from us. And what I mean from socially expected from us, Islamically, you know. You know, maintaining, you know, healthy and Islamic relationships, you know, with everyone according to the teachings of Islam. But intimate relationships, spending more time, you know, and, 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 and seeking out the companionship of those people who are connected, not the people who are disconnected. So that we may also, through the virtue of that, may Allah connect us and uh, keep us aloof, you know, from what we should be disconnected from. Okay? So that also takes us to the support, you know, and... You know, as Allah subhanahu wa has told us, You know, the, the human being has been created by default weak. He needs to be, he needs the rahmat of his, of his creator, of his Lord at every moment of his existence. He also needs, by the tartib which Allah subhanahu wa the system which Allah subhanahu wa has created, he needs the support of you know, his fellow brothers and sisters who are like-minded, who also support a life of taqwa, you know. So I would strongly advise, you know, all of us, myself included, that, you know, keep connected, you know, with the good environment, with the masjid environment, the, the environment of our mashayikh and ulama and pious people, their drus, you know, their, their halakat. You know, uh, just try and have a maximization of time spent in good company, you know, in the right type of company. And uh, I would also um, like to suggest in this context that for that we've also developed a series of lectures and a series of workshops and uh, courses, in fact, which we are going to be offering, and some of them are already have been offered, that we can actually continue in this process. So we have in our Healthy Meaningful Living we have the first uh, module which talks about the whole purpose of life itself. So how can we can't live a purposeful life unless we understand the purpose. So we need to really understand that fully. So for that, in our first module, we look at that, you know, and, and we look at that very deeply because one of the biggest problems that people are facing, you know, what is, why am I here in the world in the first place, you know? Even many people, actually Muslims, go through the month of Ramadan as kind of like a tradition, it feels good and, okay, there's social things happening, but the real purpose is really not clear to them. And it causes huge, you know, discord mentally and socially and, and in many dimensions. It causes a lot of problems. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, so many people, it's a dilemma for most of us, you know, that when Ramadan finishes, that whole condition of spirituality and all that ground that we gained, it, it gets cut off, you know. So how to keep that up? Now, for our module in Rouhani health or spiritual health, so we go through exercises to develop, you know, those, those, those Rouhani exercises, those Rouhani amal to higher levels. Also, we come up with a format so that we can continue a coaching system, so we can continue these practices and continue, as I said, the support systems, so we continue continually, you know, encourage one another with a particular structure along these lines. So they'll take us right through the year, inshallah, right up to the next Ramadan and continue the process, you know, continually going towards higher levels of spiritual perfection as well as physical uh, health and perfection. 
as and you know as I mentioned so many times that our spiritual health is intrinsically connected to our physical health and vice versa. You know, our physical health has huge impact on our spiritual health and our spiritual health has a huge impact on our physical health as well and all the other dimensions of health. So living a physically, you know, a physically active and healthy lifestyle in terms of diet, in terms of sleep patterns, in terms of exercise, movement, etc. So for this also we have a very detailed but very hands-on and a very sort of doable, you know, uh, format and, and structure that makes it easy for people to incorporate these activities in their life. So we're going to be presenting that to you as well. So I would, uh, I would uh, definitely uh, encourage you and request all of you to contact, uh, can contact us and, and, uh, and get connected with us. You can reach us uh, through the website, which is hmliving, hmliving, l-i-v-i-n-g, dot net. So there on the website, uh, all of these resources are mentioned, how you can connect, podcasts are up there, different articles on, this, uh, on these topics are mentioned, and also our courses and workshops and offerings that we are offering are also there, so I would invite you to all connect with that Love to hear from you. Love to get your feedback from you. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to, you know, as it said, ta'awunu ala birri wa taqwa to help one another in the achievement of higher levels of of righteousness and goodness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. So, in closing, I would just go over that again. Let's just be careful now as Ramadan is is fastly closing and, you know, Shawal is fastly approaching. Let us be vigilant. Let us keep this practice. Tonight is a night of ibadah. It's not the t- it's not the night to lose control. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. And then with firm irad, for firm determination that inshallah the rest of the year we're going to live by the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the pattern of Ramadan until the entirety of our life and the curtains of our life closes and our Eid al-Akbar, the Eid yani yawm al-liqa'illah, the day when we will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well pleased and pleasing to him. Again, I just would like to, to request that do uh, keep in touch and meet us there at, on the website HML Living, HM Living, HMLIVING dot net. And you can also follow my Facebook and Twitter pages, which is Sheikh Hashim Ahmed. And we have uh, a lot of these resources we put up on a dailyish, uh, dailyish way. So uh, hopefully we'll be meeting you uh, in these various in, in these various formats, inshallah, from time to time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. I request you all, please, whatever I'm saying, please make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes my actions congruent with my words and gives us all tawfiq. Ila yawm al-liqah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.